Welcome back, fellow book adventurers, to another captivating episode of My Sister's TBR. I'm Rebecca. And I'm Stacy, And we're thrilled to have you join us as we journey once again between the pages. Today we're delving into tales that make our hearts pound and not in the good normal way. <laughs> so grab your favorite cup of tea, cozy up, and prepare to have your blood chilled with these thrillers. Because this month we're going against our norm and focusing on thrillers instead of the good spicy romance books. But oh, against the grain. It's fine. It's still going to be good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yep, this month was definitely different. Uh, it's taken some getting used to, honestly, for me. <laughs> yeah. No, it is for me, too. I can, I can agree with that. I had to take a little break in between and go back to A Court of Wings and Ruin because I just... I missed the romance. (laughs) (laughs) It's not, I guess it's not so bad for me because I've got two separate book clubs now that I'm reading books for. Mm -hmm. So I do have that bit of a buffer between like when the thrillers are starting to get a little too much, a little too heavy. A little too thrillery. (laughs) But it's good though that we're uh, like branching out a bit and trying different things. Well, that's literally the whole point of why we started this podcast, was to hold ourselves accountable for one, Mm -hmm. reading books, two, (laughs) exploring different genres, (laughs) because God, we don't need to read (laughs) any more dark romance. (laughs) We don't need to, but we want to. (laughs) Oh, there's so many that... um, I wanted to get started this month, but now I have to wait until next month. So next month is going to be just all dark romance. Yeah. All the juicy. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I was just tired of having older people ask me like what I read. I can't tell them erotica. I just, I don't have it in <laughs> me anymore to either lie or be honest. I just need I yep. can't keep going like this. See, that's the benefit of reading like the fantasy side of romance because when somebody asks, all you have to say is, "I read fantasy." Yeah, true. They don't need to know and what time. <laughs> no. Yeah. And I mean, I have lots of um, like examples to give them that wouldn't completely <laughs> shock the pants off of them. So yeah, <laughs> I think it's I think it's pretty good. Oh God. All right. Anywho. Um, so, you want to start us off by talking about some anticipated releases for this month? (laughs) Sure. I can do that. Uh, so we do, since this month is, like, our thriller month, most of the books that we're going to talk about will be thriller, mystery, horror, somewhere in that realm of genre. Uh, but... The first two that are on our new release radar aren't thrillers, but it's just because they were too good. I couldn't pass up not talking about them. Mm. I love mm-hmm. it. So the first one that is on the list is uh, The Invisible Hour by Alice Hoffman. This was released August 15th. It's a historical fiction fantasy. It's 272 mm. pages. Oh. Uh-huh. So the plot... One brilliant June day when Mia Jacob can no longer see a way to survive, the power of words saves her. The Scarlet Letter was written almost 200 years earlier, but it seems to tell the story of Mia's mother, Ivy, and their life inside the community. An oppressive cult in western Massachusetts 
where contact with the outside world is forbidden and books are considered evil. But how could this be? How could Nathaniel Hawthorne have so perfectly captured the pain and loss that Mia carries inside her? Through a journey of heartbreak, love, and time, Mia must abandon the rules she was raised with at the community. As she does, she realizes that reading can transport you to other worlds or bring them to you, and that readers and writers affect one another in mysterious ways. She learns that time is more fluid than she can imagine, and that love is stronger than any chains that bind you. As a girl, Mia fell in love with a book. Now, as a young woman, she falls in love with a brilliant writer as she makes her way back in time. But what if Nathaniel Hawthorne never wrote The Scarlet Letter? And what if Mia Jacob never found it on the day she planned to die? Nathaniel Hawthorne, a single dream is more powerful than a thousand realities. This is the story of one woman's dream. For a little while, it came true. Oh my god. That actually sounds so nice. I know. And it's by Alice Hoffman, so. I've heard, what else has she written? Because that name sounds really familiar. Uh, I think you read something just uh, just a few months ago. Uh, the Bookstore Sisters was by Alice Hoffman. <gasps> That's, oh, yeah. oh, I loved that short story. That was so <laughs> good. Okay, I'm so excited. Yeah, Alice Hoffman also writes um, Practical Magic, uh, The Dove Keepers, Magic Lessons. So it's, or Magic Lessons is part of pra- Practical Magic, sorry. Hmm. But yeah. Oh God! Okay, done. I that was why I had to put that one in there because I knew that where you had read the book club sisters. It the was book club so sisters, cute. Bookstore sisters. The bookstore sisters. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. No, but like even just that description enough, like that's that's enough to get me hooked. Oh my God. Oh. <laughs> that's so cute. Okay. Um. Then up next is. House of Marion by J.L. This was released on, oh, this is going to be released on August 29th. And it's YA fantasy. Oh, I actually really like YA fantasy. Anything YA, honestly. Oh, just makes you feel good. Um, (laughs) 400 pages. Then plot. 17-year-old Quell has lived her entire life on the run. She and her mother have fled from city to city in order to hide the deadly magic that flows through Quell's veins until someone discovers her dark secret. To hide from the assassin hunting her and keep her mother out of harm's way, Quell reluctantly inducts into a debutante society of magical social elites called the Order that she never knew existed. If she can pass their three rites of membership, mastering their proper form of magic, she'll be able to secretly bury her forbidden magic forever. If caught, she will be killed. But becoming the perfect debutante is a lot harder than Quell imagined, especially when there's more than tutoring happening with Jordan, her brooding mentor and assassin in training. (laughs) (laughs) When Quell uncovers the deadly lengths the Order will go to defend its wealth and power, she's forced to choose. Embrace the dark magic she's been running from her entire life or risk losing everything and everyone she's grown to love. Still, she fears the most formidable monster she'll have to face is the one inside. Oh, I okay. love it. God, I, I don't know how I went so long without reading fantasy. Like, <laughs> oh. I know. <laughs> it's just the whole, like, secret society and um especially it being YA just oh i'm excited 
Yeah, I think that's actually gonna be really good. Mm-hmm. So I do, I do actually really wanna, I wanna read that. Add it to the TBR. <laughs> okay, uh, so now we will get into the thrillers and the horror and the mystery. Everything dun, dun, that... dun 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 dun. Uh, okay, we have "Looking Glass Sound" by Catriona Ward. This was released August 8th. It's a horror thriller. 352 pages. In a lonely cottage overlooking the windswept Maine coast, Wilder Harlow begins the last book he will ever write. It is a story of his childhood summer companions and the killer that stalked the small New England town. Of the body they found and the horror of that discovery echoing down the decades. And of Skye, Wilder's one-time best friend who stole his unfinished memoir and turned it into a lurid, best-selling novel, Looking Glass Sound. But as Wilder writes, the lines between memory and fiction blur. He fears he's losing his grip on reality when he finds notes hidden around the cottage written in Skye's signature green ink. Catriona Ward delivers another mind-bending and cleverly crafted tale about one man's struggle to come to terms with the terrors of his past before it's too late. That's pretty interesting. I haven't read anything by them. So I'm interested. I uh, I wonder like what about that makes it a horror. Like I can like reading that I can see how it could be like a thriller, but like what's gonna happen to make that classify as a horror? Yeah. Right. Yep, that's mm-hmm. We'll have to read it and it. find out. <laughs> we can okay. read that one now actually. Maybe we could before the end of the month. Let's try. Mm-hmm. Okay. Then there is Mr. Magic by Kirsten White. This was also released on August 8th. Genre horror. And it's 288 pages. Uh, 30 years after a tragic accident shut down production of the classic children's program Mr. Magic, the five surviving cast members have done their best to move on. But just as generations of cultishly devoted fans still cling to the lessons they learned from the show the cast known as the circle of friends have spent their lives searching for the happiness they felt while they were on it the friendship the feeling of belonging and the protection of mr magic but with no surviving video of the show no evidence of who directed or produced it and no records of who or what the beloved host actually was Memories are all the former circle of friends has. Then a twist of fate brings the castmates back together at the remote desert filming compound that feels like it's been waiting for them all this time. Even though they haven't seen each other for years, they understand one another better than anyone has since. After all, they are the only ones who hold the secret of that circle, the mystery of the magic man in his black cape and maybe the answers to what really happened on that deadly last day. But as the circle of friends reclaim parts of their past, they begin to wonder, are they here by choice or have they been lured into a trap? Because magic never forgets the taste of your friendship. Hmm. Interesting. I think that one's going to be like on the spooky side. Um, I think it's... Yep. I mean, clearly... Do you think it's like something paranormal? Oh, I don't know. It's horror for a reason. 
Mm-hmm. That one seems like it's going to be a ride. Gulp. <laughs> okay. Oh, this next one really intrigued me. Whale Fall by Daniel Krauss. Another one that was released on August 8th. It's a horror thriller, 336 pages. Whale Fall is a scientifically accurate thriller about a scuba diver who's been swallowed by an 80-foot, 60-ton sperm whale and has only one hour to escape before his oxygen runs out. Jay Gardner has given himself a fool's errand to find the remains of his deceased father in the Pacific Ocean off the coast of Monastery Beach. He knows it's a long shot, but Jay feels it's the only way for him to lift the weight of guilt he has carried since his dad's death by suicide the previous year. The dive begins well enough, but the sudden appearance of a giant squid puts Jay in very real jeopardy, made infinitely worse by the arrival of a sperm whale looking to feed. Suddenly, Jay is caught in the squid's tentacles and drawn into the whale's mouth, where he is pulled into the first of its four stomachs. He quickly realizes he has only one hour before his oxygen tanks run out, one hour to defeat his demons and escape the belly of the whale. Jesus. Like, what? Okay, that's different. Yeah, and it's scientifically accurate. So that's going to be a rush to read anyways, knowing that. Holy shit. So that one has been on my radar for a while. Okay, I want to read this one too by the end of the month. Yeah, me too. I feel like it's going to be... Oh my god. uh, Like the fact that it's accurate and knowing that while reading it, it's just going to make it feel even more like, like it almost turns my stomach thinking about it. Like that feeling of. I was just going to say claustrophobic is one thing that comes to mind. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. Okay. I'll try it. (laughs) Okay. Another one is Good Bad Girl by Alice Feeney. Feeney? By Alice Feeney. This comes out August 29th, and it's another thriller. 320 pages. Uh, Plot. 20 years after a baby is stolen from a stroller, a worm woman. A worm in. 20 years after a baby is stolen from a stroller, a woman is murdered in a care home. The two crimes are somehow linked, and a good, bad girl may be the key to discovering the truth. Edith may have been tricked into a nursing home, but at 80 years young, she's planning her escape. Patience works there, cleaning messes and bonding with Edith, a kindred spirit. But Patience is lying to Edith about almost everything. Edith's own daughter, Cleo, won't speak to her, and someone new is about to knock on Cleo's door, and their intentions aren't good. With every reason to distrust each other, the woman must solve a mystery with three suspects two murders, and one victim. If they do, they might just find out what happened to the baby who disappeared, the mother who lost her, and the connections that find them. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. Alice Feeney. I don't think I've heard of anything she's written. Rock, Paper, Scissors. Daisy Darker. Hmm. Interesting. Hmm. Okay. I'm intrigued. Mm-hmm. Okay, one more. I had to put a dark romance in the list. We can't leave them out. 
<gasps> fairy tale. Yes. <laughs> it's the fairy tale retelling of Hunchback of Notre Dame. Uh, so it's a Ma- Emily Maktar book. She does the Never After series. And this is the fifth book called Crossed. I'm not sure if you read it or not, but Hooked. Oh, I didn't. No, I didn't read that after because I okay. wanted to start that immediately after the Never King series. Yes, that's right. And it was just, I Bad couldn't. Idea. <laughs> it was, it was weird. Too, I couldn't. Yeah. Because yeah. of the names and yeah, yeah, 100%. It was, I needed more time. Yeah. I didn't know that there were five books in the series already. Oh, shit. Yeah, this is the fifth. But it sounds really good. Uh, it's 416 pages and it was released August the 1st. Um, he is righteousness, she is sin. Father Cade Frederick is a holy man. Brought up in the streets of Paris, he has dedicated his life to the church, but there's a monster that lingers just beneath the surface, a sickness, one that bleeds darkness and feeds on the damned. When he's tasked to become the priest in Festivale, Vermont, a town both beautiful in architecture and riddled with despair, his sickness sings, demanding he rid the place of evil. Amaya Paquette is Festival's beautiful mystery. She spends her days caring for her younger brother and her nights transforming into Esmeralda, dancing for greedy eyes and shameless lips. Although she longs for love, she shies away from companionship, afraid of being abandoned again. When Father Cade lays eyes on Amea, he finds himself ensnared, convinced she's using witchcraft to lure him to her. He can't eat, can't breathe, can't think unless it's of her, and temptation is a devastating mistress. She's his weakness, so he decides he'll be her demise, even if it means killing the only woman he might ever love. What? <laughs> um, okay. It sounds like it's going to be spicy. <laughs> Father. <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> Yeah, so I I have a feeling that that one uh, is going to give the vibes of um, Priest. Remember I was, I was talking about that one a little while just ago. Just thinking that, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Oh dear. Mm-hmm. So that's all that I really. There's a bunch more, obviously, that is released in August. It's just those were the the ones that popped up. And I took interest in. Mm-hmm. Yep, I like that. I think that was a good, good list for this month. Mm-hmm. So, other than new releases, news in the bookish world, I'm sure everybody Ooh. and their dog knows about this at this point. But Red, White, and Royal Blue is streaming on Amazon Prime, and I have seen so many people so far really enjoying it and i so want to watch it i haven't read it i was just gonna ask so i think this is good i think this is going to be another one where i watch it first then read it yeah and i don't know if that's a good good way to do it or not but Eh. i just like having the visual when i go into the novel and i know a lot of people are the opposite they'd rather form their own visuals Mm -hmm. before watching the movie yeah but i don't know i just I just like having an idea already. 
Yep. That's that's your cup of tea. And uh, Fourth Wing by Rebecca Yaros is on five of the major bestsellers list. She's mm-hmm. number one on Publishers Weekly, number one on USA Today, number two on New York Times, number one on Amazon, and number two on indie bestsellers for this week. Like, oh that's insane. God. Like, that I book need to read is it. killing. You do. And this is obviously your sign <laughs> that you need to read it. Uh, it was actually suggested again as the uh, book club uh, book for oh, September. No way. So I like I'm gonna keep it in to be voted on because if everybody wants to, you know, there's only I think four or five of us uh, that read it back a couple months ago in the book club. Mm. And uh, but now we have like 19 members, 18 members. So if more people want to read it and discuss it, then I'm totally game for it. Yeah. So if we do for September, you should definitely read it. Okay, I will. For September, because it is a phenomenal book. It deserves all the hype that it's been getting. Okay. Okay. Uh, And the other bit of bookish news. um, It's about the uh, wildfires that were, that has happened in Maui. Mm-hmm. There is a readathon that uh, the Queer Collective Book Club is hosting. Oh. And uh, you can find a lot of information on it by using like the hashtag read for Maui. It's uh, based off of author Sim Kern. He hosted a trans rights readathon on TikTok and like raised over 200,000 for the trans organizations. Which is That's so nice. A, a huge number, right? For the, the bookish, for book talk and. Mm-hmm. And that so so the queer collective book club is also hosting a readathon uh, for Maui relief. Uh, they're trying to raise money for the organizations helping in Maui after the wildfires. So it's running from the 14th until the 28th, and you can participate by filling out. Uh, there's a Google form, and again, I mean, you can find it all over the internet. You just have to Google to read for Maui. And, uh, like, you can pledge to donate to the Maui Relief Organizations. You can do, like, a dollar amount by page count or chapters finished or however many books you read in those two weeks. Yeah, so uh, I thought that was really a good way to raise some money in the bookish. Yeah, that's that's so, I love that. Yeah, it's devastating, like, the pictures and the videos that Mm. are coming up on... uh, social media everywhere oh no i just so, seen a, a video on tiktok of it like going through the streets and everything is just yeah burned yeah it's heartbreaking so that is um the biggest things that i could find right now still pretty good um so what are you reading <laughs> I'm reading so many different things. My brain oh my is like mush. God. Uh, so first off, I'm gonna have to talk about a couple books that are not thrillers. Uh, I did mention that the two were book club books. One is for like my own book club. Another one is the newest book club that I joined. That's a physical meet in real life. Mm-hmm. Which is nice to have a bit of 
human interaction again. <laughs> so for my, like my own book club, uh, we're reading Starbringer by Tracy Wolf and Nina Croft. Oh, this book is so good so far. Mm-hmm. It's like a sci-fi breakfast club. Okay, cute. Uh-huh. It's it's big. It's like a 600 or 700, depending on if you're looking at the paperback or hardcover. But it's a big Damn. book. Mm-hmm. And it's a sci-fi romance. And it's sapphic romance. <laughs> First one that I've ever read. <laughs> so there's that. <laughs> uh, the book description is, The sun is dying and it's happening way too damn fast. With the clock ticking, the nine planets' only hope of survival rests on a fancy space station and the alien artifact it's carrying, which is why it really sucks when some jackass doesn't want the universe saved and blows that station up while you're still on it. So if your only choices are flaming death or stealing a flying hunk of space junk, you pick the busted-ass spaceship. Even if it leaves seven strangers with deadly secrets trapped together. A princess, a prisoner, a con artist, a warrior, a priestess, a mercenary, and an asshole in charge of us all. Now, every faction in the galaxy is hunting this ship, from the sisterhood to the corporation, and the rebellions joining in on the fun, too. We just need to stop drinking, fighting, and screwing long enough to evade them all and save the freaking universe somehow. Because apparently, the only thing standing between a dying sun and ultimate salvation is seven unlikely misfits. Ahem. Heroes. Okay. That actually sounds so good, though. Yeah. It's a bit slow starting out. I'm listening to the audiobook for this one. And it is a bit slow starting out. But, oh my god, I can't get enough of it now. How far are you into it now? Uh, I'm at chapter 30 out of 101. Good lord. <laughs> These chapters are really short, though. Like, it's oh, okay. only taken about, like, 11, 12 minutes for a chapter. Oh, okay. So, I have six hours and 40 minutes left to the audiobook. You're in far enough, at least, to know whether or not you're going to enjoy it or actually finish it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I just noticed that Ilsa has a review put in for it. She rated it three stars. Oh. Yeah, she said, as much as I enjoy the second half of this book, the first half could have been condensed from 50 chapters to 10. Very slow going. I really had to push to get to anything that drew me into the story. I could not pick some other issues I had with world building and writing style, but overall, I did enjoy the book and I'm looking forward to the next of the series. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Hmm. Okay. It took me less than 50 chapters to get into it, though. So that's the first, uh, yeah, that's the first book that I'm reading this month. I'll just get the book club ones out of the way. <laughs> okay. uh, the other one that I'm reading for the physical book club is uh, Carrie Soto is Back by Taylor Jenkins Reid. Mm-hmm. Anybody who knows me knows that I adore Taylor Jenkins Reid. Like, I think mm-hmm. she's, I mean, Daisy Jones on the Six, for one. Oh, that alone. <laughs> exactly. Um, but I am <laughs> your girl is struggling <laughs> this book is so fucking slow um I am 
I'm probably going to DNF it before the end of the month. I'm just no. going to put that out there. My first, the first book of this book club, and I'm probably not even going to show up to the book club uh, beating because I can't shit. get into this. How I'll far read you? the description. Okay. Um, I am, I'm over halfway. I know that. Okay. So you put in enough. So I have a real, yeah, I put in a lot more than I typically would. Mm-hmm. Okay. So maybe just out of stubbornness, I will <laughs> keep going. Okay. Carrie Soto is fierce and her determination to win at any cost has not made her popular. By the time Carrie retires from tennis, she is the best player the world has ever seen. She has shattered every record and claimed 20 slam titles. And if you ask her, she is entitled to every one. She sacrificed nearly everything to become the best with her father as her coach. But six years after her retirement, Carrie finds herself sitting in the stands of the 1994 U.S. Open, watching her record be taken from her by a brutal, stunning British player named Nikki Chan. At 37 years old, Carrie makes the monumental decision to come out of retirement and be coached by her father for one last year in an attempt to reclaim her record, even if the sports media says that they never liked the battle axe anyway, even if her body doesn't move as fast as it did, and even if it means swallowing her pride to train with a man she once almost opened her heart to, Bo Huntley. Like her, he has something to prove before he gives up the game forever. In spite of it all, Carrie Soto is back for one epic final season. In this riveting and unforgettable tale, Taylor Jenkins Reid tells a story about the cost of greatness and a legendary athlete attempting a comeback. I don't find it riveting. It doesn't sound riveting. (laughs) I know I said this to you uh, before, earlier. I don't like tennis enough (laughs) to be reading this much tennis. I'm like halfway... Like, it's over halfway through the book, and it's still just tennis, and Carrie is... I don't like her. Uh, I don't like her character. I don't like who she is as a person. She's so self-absorbed and entitled, and she's like a child who is throwing a tantrum because she lost. You know, that sort of... I don't know, and I don't understand how there's so many good reviews. So if anybody else is struggling <laughs> or have struggled with this book, please tell me that there's light at the end of the book. Because <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to make it. Maybe she's just not your cup of tea. Oh, definitely not. I, I'm struggling. So I'm probably going to show up. If I do read this book, I'm going to show up to this book club and I'm going to be like the only old bitch that don't like this book. Oh, God. Hey, but at least it'll be good for a discussion. I don't know if I can say anything other than I just don't like it. I don't like it. (laughs) I don't like it. Oh, dear. So those are my book club books. One feels promising the other very much much. not Uh, yeah well you're trying yeah yeah i'm i'm a trooper yeah (laughs) mama didn't raise no quitter (laughs) say that to my 
DNF pile. Yeah. <laughs> oh god. What are what are you reading? Lighten the mood a little. Um so I'm reading a thriller that I actually got from my friend Dom for Christmas. Oh nice. Um, yeah. I just it's been on my bookshelf for so long and unfortunately I didn't bring it up here with me, so I'm listening to the audiobook actually. I don't know if I just don't have the brain capacity for audiobooks because <laughs> I get confused very easily, okay? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm more of a visual person, and I think I'm starting to realize that now. Like, I can't read slash listen to complex books because yeah. I'm getting confused. Okay, so... Is it because, like, are you listening to it at regular speed? Um, Just a slight touch up from regular speed. Okay. So it's not going too fast. Yeah, I found that um, because I'm like that, like, I will read a full page and then realize, like, shit, I was zoned out completely or I'm just not following along and I'd have to go back. And I thought, like, audiobooks is going to be hell for me because I'm constantly having to reread Mm-hmm. paragraphs and pages and like what's that going to be like for an audiobook but since i up the speed because it was like when i was listening to audiobooks at regular speed or like the 1.2 time i was still kind of like that like i was starting to like my my brain was starting to travel yeah. elsewhere yeah <laughs> but as soon as i increased that to like 1.5 1.8 i found that it was retaining in my head more okay yeah. But I mean, I know, I know my brain is all sorts of, you know. <laughs> so, so maybe that's why. But maybe. I did find that, like, the faster the audiobook, the easier I was grasping what was being said, which is really bizarre. So I don't know. Like, I, maybe you try bumping it up some and just see what happens. Um. Well, I know I tried to do it. So I think I'm at, like, 1.5 now or... Yeah, I think I'm at 1.5, but I tried, like, the step up, and I, yeah. no, that was, it was too fast then. No? <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> I don't know if it's just this book. It might just be this book, honestly. Okay. okay. So, let me tell you what I'm reading so you actually know what yes. I'm talking about. <laughs> um, the Wife Between Us by Greer Hendricks and Sarah Pekinen. Pekinen. Okay. Yep. Okay. So, audiobook, yep, I already said that. Uh, So, this is a thriller, mystery, suspense, whatever. Um, Okay, plot. When you read this book, you will make many assumptions. You will assume you are reading about a jealous ex-wife. You will assume she is obsessed with her replacement, a beautiful younger woman who is about to marry the man they both love. You will assume you know the anatomy of this tangled love triangle. Assume nothing. Twisted and deliciously chilling, Greer Hendricks and Sarah Peckman's The Wife Between Us exposes the secret complexities of an inviolable marriage and the dangerous truths we ignore in the name of love. Read between the lies. Oh. Um, so I actually never even read that before reading this book. Like, I just... Naturally. Yeah. You, you just jump in and, yeah. I just jump right in. Um, I don't, like, I don't know if it's literally just because I'm listening to it and I can't see the words on the page, but, like, 
it keeps going back to different times in the past, but it's not specifying. Mm-hmm. Like, it's literally just, it doesn't say, like, oh. a date. It Or it doesn't even say, like, before or anything like that. It just talks. Like, she's talking. I don't, like, it's confusing me, kind of. Because now I'm second-guessing if there's even, like, an okay. actual replacement. And this is an audio book that you're listening to? Yeah. Okay, I can understand why you would be right confused about this. Like I was, li- and like crap. I'm not even doing anything while I listen to this. Like the most I'm doing is like my dishes while I'm listening, right? So it's not yeah. like I'm actually if my that my brain is somewhere else. Like you know what I mean? Like, but I there was something said in one of the chapters, like a couple chapters ago. I can't go into too much detail because I don't want to ruin anything. But like something said was said, and I was like, wait, I was like what like i don't i don't know like i'm so confused now like it's making me second guess but i wish that i actually had the physical copy because i think it'd be a lot more um like i'd actually be able to follow along like it's it's really good Mm -hmm. but i don't know if it's supposed to be confusing me or this is just me am i the problem (laughs) (laughs) um but like i'm actually pretty far into it like I was cleaning my apartment the other day for, like, three hours, and I just listened to it the whole time. Yeah, I'm on chapter 38 of 47. Oh, wow. Yeah. But, like, shit. I don't, I don't know. Like, is it good, or? It's good. Confusing. It is. I'm just, I don't know if it's just me that's, if I'm not supposed to be confused. It, it might be one of those books that is just, like, oh roller coaster confusion until it all wraps up and intertwines well even in the plot it says assume nothing so yeah i believe that because like i went into this being like okay like yeah like it is an actual love triangle like this is what's happening but then something was said a couple chapters back that make that's making me confused over that anyway (laughs) check back in at the end of the month when i actually give a review on when i'm not confused <laughs> god oh i can't wait to hear <laughs> jesus but it's going good so far <laughs> um but yeah so what are you uh um, what are you reading i'm reading the second housemaid book by frida mcfadden uh the housemaid secret i think i might have talked about the, the first book on our last episode yeah um I skimmed down through the plot, and I don't think there's anything spoilery, so. Okay. It's 318 pages. Don't go in the guest bedroom. A shadow falls on Douglas Garrick's face as he touches the door with his fingertips. My wife, she's very ill. As he continues showing me their incredible penthouse apartment, I have a terrible feeling about the woman behind closed doors, but I can't risk losing this job, not if I want to keep my darkest secret safe. It's hard to keep an employer who doesn't ask too many questions about my past. So I thank my lucky stars that the Garricks miraculously give me a job, cleaning their stunning penthouse with views across the city and preparing fancy meals in their shiny kitchen. I can work here for a while, stay quiet until I get what I want. It's almost perfect, but I still haven't met Mrs. Garrick or seen inside the guest bedroom. I'm sure I hear her crying. I notice spots of blood around the neck of her white nightgowns when I'm doing laundry. And one day, I can't help but knock on the door. When it gently swings open, 
what I see inside changes everything. That's when I make a promise. After all, I've done this before. I can protect Mrs. Garrick while keeping my own secrets locked up safe. Douglas Garrick has done wrong. He's going to pay. It's a simple a question of how far I'm willing to go. Hmm. Like, what? <laughs> okay, like, am, am I wrong in saying that that's giving me, like, like part of Verity vibes? Verity vibes? Yeah. Yeah, I... I can I I can get that. Mm. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Okay. So I'm not very far on that one. I'm just like the first like chapter or so. Are you also um, because- listening to that or is that No, that oh. one's on uh that's on Kindle Unlimited. Okay. So I'm yeah, reading that one. Mm. But yeah. That's got me all uh intrigued intrigued mm-hmm. yeah they sound good like i do really want to read them actually um whether or not it's like is this it... month might be a different month but yeah well this is my fourth freedom mcfadden novel now holy crap she's You're actually really good yep yep uh you should read never lie i think i was talking about it last episode that's a good one. This twisty, turny. Okay. <laughs> to the TBR. <laughs> Off to the TBR we go. <laughs> what else are you reading? Um. So I'm actually reading a physical. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. So basically, I didn't come up here. With very many physical books. Literally, I'm pretty sure it was only the Akatar books. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> I know you're missing one. <laughs> ah, okay. It's okay. Um, but I discovered when I moved here that in the apartment building that I live in, in the laundry room, people just leave their books behind when they move out. Oh, that's convenient. Yeah, there's a whole table full of books lined off, and there's, like, a shelf there, too, that's, like, it's so cute. But, like, now, a lot of them are not even, yeah, like, I would never read. But I was looking through them (laughs) the other day when I was doing laundry, and I found this one. Uh, The Lost Woman by Sarah Bladell. A housewife in England is the target of a methodical killing. Shot with a hunting rifle through her kitchen window, she's dead before she hits the ground. The police discover two shocking things. The woman, Sophie Parker, is actually a Danish citizen who's been on the missing persons list for almost two decades. So Louise Rick is assigned to the case. And the person who had reported her missing is none other than Ike, Louise Rick's police colleague and lover. Impulsive as ever... Ike rushes to England and ends up in jail on suspicion of Sophie's murder. Completely blindsided by Ike's connection to the case, Louise must set aside her own emotional turmoil if she hopes to find the killer in what will become her most controversial case ever. Wow. So. That sounds good. 
Um, it's just like one of those like small paperback. Um, but it's 338 pages and I'm six chapters in so far. So 40 pages in. Um, it's going good so far. Like, yeah. Like, it's keeping me interested enough to... Is it first person? No. So that's one thing that, like, that I am struggling with a little bit, because I'm not a huge fan of third person. Yeah. Like, honestly, I feel like if I was reading this on my Kindle, I wouldn't be reading it on my Kindle. <laughs> think i'm only reading it because it's the only physical book that i have that's a thriller <laughs> yeah and caden's been using my my uh kindle lately where he's reading avatar so i'm just letting him you know i'm taking one for the team here and just suffering through a <laughs> third person book <laughs> um yeah that's uh my next one too okay cheers <laughs> yeah uh, but yeah, it's like it's decent so far. I feel like I'm not into the actual like storyline yeah, like yet. Meat, yeah, it. yeah. Like it's very much setting everything up right now. So I have a feeling, or I'm hoping that once shit hits the fan, it's gonna actually be good. Yeah, yeah, you I know? would say because I mean, it's just give it a bit of time to get into it. Yeah. I'm only six chapters in yet, so mm -hmm. we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> Is that your last one? Uh, yeah, I don't think I'm reading anything else. I mean, I did start because I never finished Hunting Adeline after. Oh. I didn't. Um, So that's a thriller romance. Yeah. Um, so I did read a couple chapters of that the other day, so I think I am yeah. going to continue actively that. reading that. Yeah. Hmm. I never thought about that. That would fall under the thriller because I could read, uh, Hunting. True. And that'll give you your little taste of dark romance. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Cool, cool, cool. Cool, cool, cool. My next uh, on my current reads is All Is Not Forgotten by Wendy Walker. Hmm. Mm hmm. Uh, it's only like 300 pages. 305, I think. It begins in a small, affluent town in Fairview, Connecticut, where everything seems picture perfect. Until one night when young Jenny Kramer is attacked at a local party. In the hours immediately thereafter, she is given a controversial drug medically erase her memory of the violent assault. But in the weeks and months that follow, as she heals from her physical wounds and with no factual recall of the attack, Jenny struggles with her raging emotional memory. Her father, Tom, becomes obsessed with his inability to find her attacker and seek justice, while her mother, Charlotte, struggles to pretend that this horrific event has not touched her carefully constructed world. As Tom and Charlotte seek help for their daughter, the fault lines within their marriage and their close-knit community emerge from the shadows, where they have been hidden for years, and the relentless quest to find the monster who invaded their town, or perhaps lives among them, drives this psychological thriller to a shocking and unexpected conclusion. Oh. 
Oh, I like them. So I want to know what this shocking, yeah, an unexpected conclusion is. Like, I, I'm dying to know. Oh, I like that one. Like, you're, when you think you have an idea for so long, and then it's like, bam! Just kidding. I want to try to get another, like, Jillian Flynn book read before the end of the month. I think. What else did she write? Uh, Gone Girl. Oh, right. Mm-hmm. Gone Girl. Mm-hmm. Um, Dark Places. Yep. Mm. Yep. That had me sweating. Yep. So I think that one I'm going to try to finish by the end of the month. And maybe uh, Rebecca. Oh. That's, yeah, because there's a movie as well, like, based off of it on Netflix, I think. Rebecca. Yeah, because you've got that there on your bookshelf, right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to, uh, you know, get through some of the physical TBR. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I think that pretty well clues up. Concludes our episode for this week. Yep, before we know it, we're going to be back again talking about all the books that we read. Which will probably be the same ones that we just talked about. (laughs) If anyone has any uh, thriller recommendations, you can let us know. Tag us and stuff on Instagram. Mm -hmm. Make sure it gives us the yeah, we want to be spooked out. Spooky! <laughs> okay. I think we're getting too tired. <laughs> yeah. Alright. See you guys in two weeks. Toodles! Toodles!